You are listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect. So there are some things that I feel that just need to be said on behalf of our country. And so here we go. Psalm 33. I'm reading from the New King James Version. <clears throat> Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. I was thinking as uh, I was participating with everybody out at the tent meetings that this is exactly what we've been doing this week, isn't it? And uh, it was so good to see a whole lot of people just entering in and worshiping um, radically for the Lord. Amen? And um, I don't want that to stop, guys. Don't, don't think just because you come back to church. Now, we've got to do the certain things, you know. We need to be decent and in order, of course. But uh, we want to be open to the Holy Spirit. We don't want to just put him in a box. Amen? So this is what many of you have been experiencing the past eight days. You're going to experience it again tonight, aren't you? Amen. And so um, let's praise the Lord. God has given us a lot of talent, a lot of giftings. Let's use that for the Lord. Amen. And then uh, it says he loves right. Wait, first of all, verse four, the word of the Lord is right and all of his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the water of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, and the plans of his heart are to all generations. I've often said, repeating the word of God, the word of God is forever settled in heaven, right? And so his word, his plans, his heart goes out to every generation. He cares about us. He cares about this generation. He cares about the young. He cares about the old. And then it says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord the people he has chosen for his inheritance. 
We stand upon the word of God. We know how important the word of God is to ourselves as individuals and to us as a nation. And it says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling place, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by his strength. A horse is vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. The nation that trusts in her war implements or implements of war is not on solid ground. We need to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and need not to our own understanding. In all our ways acknowledge him and let him direct our path. It's good to be prepared. It's good to have a strong army. It's good to have a strong navy and a strong air force. When you apply the word of God to your decision making, that's when you become victorious. That's when your people can dwell in safety. Behold of the Lord, the eye of the Lord is on all who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death, to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us, just as we hope in you. And what is true for you and I as individuals is also true for us as a nation. Seems a guest minister at a church uh, the, he was the visiting pastor, and he was informed that all visiting pastors would have to do a short children's sermon before the regular message. Now, he didn't feel comfortable at all speaking to children. He felt more comfortable speaking to adults. And so he called the children to the front, and he said, today we're going to look at a shoe. He said, a shoe has three things that we all have. Then he pointed to the eyes and asked, who can tell me what these little holes are called where we put the laces? And a little girl replied, they're called the holes where we put the laces. He commended her for her answer and then said, well, actually, they're called eyes. And then he spoke for a while on the eyes. And then the second point was the tongue and how we should speak good things and good words. And then finally he pointed to the sole of his shoe 
And he asked, what is the third thing that a shoe has which we all have? A young boy enthusiastically raised his hand and said, Pastor, Pastor, I know, I know, we all have bottoms. <laughs> the laughter was so immediate and lengthy that all hope was gone in getting his point across to the children. But he redeemed himself when he said, you are right. And if all of us in the church would get off our bottoms, the church would move forward and our nation would be a better place to live. In Psalm 33:12, we read it, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen for his inheritance. According to God's word, a nation is blessed when it adheres to his word and allows his word to guide them and relies on him for our protection and our guidance. This is not to be left to the government because we are not a theocracy. When these words were written, Israel was under God rule. Amen? God was their king. But then they asked for a king. The people said, we want a king like all of the nations have. And they ceased to be a theocracy guided by God. They were guided by government, by a king. The righteous of the Lord must take the, they take the lead. And this is the church's mandate. You can't expect Prime Minister Trudeau to make godly decisions unless there are people in the church that are praying and lifting up holy hands unto God and saying, Lord, give wisdom to our politicians so that they can make righteous decisions. The psalmist is drawing on history when he penned these words. He had a record of the promises of God, how God delivered them from their enemies and brought them into the promised land. Not a single one, the Bible says in Joshua chapter 21 and 45, not a single one of all the good promises of God that God the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. That's our God. What he says he will do, he will do. And so, our national anthem says, O Canada, we stand on guard for thee. What should it mean for Christians living in Canada to sing those words? Well, we begin where we live. You remember when the promised Holy Spirit was given? Jesus said, don't leave Jerusalem until you are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Samaria. And he went on down the list. This is our Jerusalem. 
If you're living in Coal Lake proper, Coal Lake proper is your Jerusalem. As far as I understand, with the latest census, it's been about it's about fourteen thousand people. There's probably at least ten thousand. I'm being generous. 10,000 that need to hear about the love of God and the power of God to save and to heal and to set free. We've got a mission field just outside the door. And if we're going to stand on guard for Canada, we need not look for Ottawa. We never need not look for Montreal or Newfoundland or... uh, B.C., let's start where we're at. If you live in Bonneville, reach some people in Bonneville. If you live in Pierce Land, reach some people in Pierce Land. That's how we stand on guard for Canada. And of course, we pray for our nation. We pray for our government. We do whatever we can to help keep this land free and and happy. How can we make a great, the greatest and most positive impact for Canada? One person can really make a difference. Hundreds of thousands of Christians can make a big difference. There are hundreds of thousands of people that believe in Jesus Christ in Canada. If we could ever get together on the same page, what a difference we could make in our nation. There would be revival breaking out all over the place. I would suggest that there is much that we can do to stand on guard for this great nation. Outreach. Not necessarily on the big scale. Sometimes we lose, lose sight of what God is doing because we've got such big notions. But every soul counts for God. And you know the slogan we sometimes use, everyone win one. Can you imagine, just in one week, if every one of us could win one soul and bring them to church with us next Sunday? We have a packed house. Even in the summer months. And then if we taught that to the people that are coming to Christ and they win another one, can you see how quickly a church can grow, how quickly a nation can be turned around if the family of God was doing what God desires us to do? We don't have to wait until next year. We don't have to wait until the next time the, we, uh, Cameron opens up his land for, for tent meetings. What God did this past week on that land is beneficial to Colette Community Church. I know that. We have probably 
being the most blessed out of it all. But you see, when God blesses us to make us a blessing, we are to bless others. We don't hold it to ourselves. We don't keep it inside these walls. It'll die and dry up in no time if we do that. And God has poured out his spirit many times upon groups of people, and that is exactly what has happened. We kept it blocked up inside of us. We haven't shared what God has done. The next revival meetings will, I'm sure, be great, a great time. We're always seeking God as to what to do next, who to bring in next, and all of these things. But how about the fact God, by his Holy Spirit, have deposited something into the hearts of many of you that are here this morning, over the past week even. And every one of you are a brand of fire. Every one of you are a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. To a family member, to a friend, to a fellow worker to somebody that God puts in your pathway this week, a neighbor in need. Not necessarily the next door person, the person that lives next door, but someone that God puts in your pathway, an opportunity to share your faith. The psalmist wrote that the nation who honors the Lord of heaven and earth is a blessed nation. Let's honor him with our time, our talent, and our things. Amen? All goes hand in hand, hand in glove. Amen? Your time. Take some time for the Lord. Most of the stuff that we watch on TV is not worth watching anyway. I have seen so many people that have lost their families over unnecessary stuff, stuff that is not going to help you at all spiritually. I got people in my own family, not my children, but people in my own family, that rather than taking their children to church, from the time they were old enough to lace on a pair of skates. They were involved in hockey. And they never took the time to take them to church and to learn God's word. They didn't teach it at home. And those kids are not serving God today. I would rather give them a better chance than that. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with hockey. Don't get me wrong. Don't turn me off now. Okay? But I'm saying, get your priorities straight. Because spiritual things are not to be played with. God's got a plan and God's got a purpose. And we can bypass that plan and that purpose 
simply by doing things in our own way and going the way of the world rather than the way that God wants us to. It's easy for Christians to be negative and complain about all the things that are wrong with Canada. Of course, we're given lots of ammunition for to complain. But if we would pay more attention to the reality and less attention to the moaners and complainers, we would be better off. We would soon realize that we live in one of the most blessed nations under heaven. I thank God that I was born and raised in Canada. I thank God that I have freedom to worship God according to my convictions and my beliefs. Nobody standing over us saying you can't go to church today. Nobody has passed any laws yet that you can't congregate in groups. I thank God that I can still freely share my faith in this nation. I thank God that I can vote for the candidate of my choice in Canada. I thank God for our educational system in Canada. I thank God for our health care system in Canada. When I look at other nations, including the USA, and compare what we have in Canada, I say, thank you, Jesus, that I'm a Canadian. Every time Effie and I cross the U.S. border, back into Canada, we sing, Oh, Canada. As soon as we get the go-ahead, you can go, Oh, Canada. And, and this, uh, this summer was no, no difference. A couple of weeks ago, we came back with our grandchildren, and we had the three of them. They're living in America now, but we had the three of them sing along with us. We sang it right through, Oh, Canada. We stand on guard for thee. I agree there's room for improvement. I welcome change that will make it better, better life for us, for Canadians of all walks of life. Friends, we're a blessed nation. We're blessed to be Canadians. Christians, pray for Canada. Pray for your government. We have a responsibility to be actively involved in shaping and the shaping of the public life and policy of Canada. Psalm 1 and 1 says this, Blessed is the person who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, or stands in the path of sinners, or sits in the seat of the scornful, but his or her delight is in the law of the Lord. What does the word say? You stand for the word of God. It's important and biblical to be on guard for our nation. We can express our views to the media and our government but not to be self-righteous, cranky Christians, but offering sound and reasoned alternatives to poor public policy. 
when you protest, be pleasant, be courteous, pray before you express your opinions. I have read some ungodly comments from Christians on Facebook concerning politicians and the political atmosphere of our country and the U.S. And it's totally, totally wrong. It's ungodly. And it's giving the, the Christian church a bad name. And if anyone here is doing that kind of stuff, reconsider. Pray about what you're going to say. You might be upset over things, but pray about it. Ask God to give you direction. Jesus said that the Christian community is salt and light for the world. We are to be salt and light. Christians can and should have a spiritual influence. The most effective thing that we can do for Canada is to be Bible-believing, Bible-living Christians and to be people of prayer. God, keep our land glorious and free. Our part, that part of our national anthem is a prayer to Almighty God. We acknowledge that we need Him. We need His leading we need his protection. Let's never forget that we have an important part to play in keeping Canada free. Someone asked a pastor, which is more important for me as a Christian, to read my Bible or to pray? And the pastor answered the question with a question of his own. He said, ask which is more important for a bird, his right wing or his left wing? As important as two wings is to a bird. Amen? Praise the Lord. As a Canadian Christian, it is my duty to live according to the word of God. That same word tells me to pray for my nation. 1 Timothy 2.1 Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications and prayers and intercession and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings. For all who are in authority. That we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. There's something that came to me as I, as I, as I was reading those scriptures. Has the Lord ever impressed upon you to pray for that leader in North Korea?
If God could change the hearts of wicked leaders in the past, don't you think he could change that man's heart? You see, we get, we get the attitude of the world so often that instead of praying and asking God to bless, we feel more comfortable with cursing. Let's let the Lord deal with things that are beyond our control. But let's be faithful in prayer. For the people you like and the people you don't like. Because God is the one who brings up kings. And he's the one that takes them out. The church, has touched, the church touches lives Basically, one person at a time. Most people are introduced to Jesus by a caring Christian friend, a neighbor, or a family member. Jesus had such an impact on individuals and small groups of people that they often begged him to stay and teach them some more. It's the personal encounters that Jesus had that sticks in our mind, isn't it? The woman at the well who was on her fifth husband. Nicodemus at night discovering that religion can't save him, that he must be born again. Zacchaeus so transformed by Jesus that he promises to pay back what he has stolen 400%. How about Saul of Tarsus, who we know as Paul, on the Damascus Road, out to destroy the church and everyone who believes in Jesus Christ, change from religion to relationship in a moment of time. None of them were the same again. And Paul explained this change in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God is no respecter of persons. And the most hardened criminal, the most wicked dictator, can be changed in a moment of time just like you and I were. As I conclude today, Jesus has the same impact on people today that he has always had. Lives are changed for time and eternity. And all we have to do is look at our own life today. Each one of us, as we look into our own life, and just think about when Jesus came into your heart and the change that he has made. And what would life have been like? 
without Jesus. This old song we used to sing one time, what a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have peace in my heart for which long I have sought since Jesus came into my heart. Floods of joy o'er my soul, like the sea bellows roll, since Jesus came into my heart. He's the one that makes the change. And if everyone in this room right now are born again believers, they're multiplied hundreds outside these walls that need to experience the very same experience that you and I have experienced. Colate Community Church has been instrumental in seeing lives changed, family relationships restored, pastors, teachers, evangelists, missionaries, have been sent out and supported from this congregation. And I'm not just talking about this right now. I don't know all the names that have been on this church since its inception. The names don't make any difference. We could still be calling it whatever it was called, gospel church or whatever it was called in the beginning. It's not the name change. It's the heart change. We could come up with another name today. But unless our hearts are changed, unless we've got a fire in our belly that says, I'm going to reach out, I'm going to touch people for Jesus Christ. Lord, give me a vision for the lost. Lord, touch my heart so that I can, I can have a, a, your heart for the people. You want to see growth in your church? You want to see large a number of people Worshiping God together. It's got to have an attitude. That I am saved. And I am blessed. To ensure that others. Find the same Jesus. That I have. This means. More people to stand on guard spiritually for our beloved Canada, praying for our nation, for our leaders, for our military and all Canadians, standing for what is right and speaking out against evil, supporting godly men and women who enter the political arena because they want to influence our various levels of government for righteousness. Folks, it's our prayers, supporting them, holding them up. You get a born-again politician that goes into that rat race. They need some backing. 
They need people who know Jesus to pray on their behalf. And they need to know that you're praying for them. And we are all guilty of that, aren't we? I have never in my life written any kind of a letter to any politician. Although I'm very happy and very thankful for many of them. We've got a young man in our community, Scott Sear. Pray for him. He wants to touch people's lives for Jesus Christ. He wants to make Canada a better place. And you've got to start somewhere, don't you? I hope that I've given you some things to think about today. I love my nation. Every one of us doing what we can, folks. Most of us are never going to be on the, in the limelight. It's those of us who just seek the Lord and say, Lord, bless my prime minister. Bless my member of parliament. Bless my, my provincial leaders. My premier. You see, whether you like it or not, Rachel Notley is your premier. Until the day she's voted out of office. She's a woman with a soul just like you and I. Jesus died for her. Jesus can save a politician just as quickly as, can, as he can save an alcoholic, a down-and-outer, a billionaire. Everyone's on the same level with God. You're either a sinner or a saint. You're saved or you ain't. Are you saved today? Are you born again? Have you been living loosely? You can't wait to get out of here this morning. That old guy, he goes on and on and on. You don't know when to stop. But do you know the Lord? Would you like to know him today? Would you meet me up here before you go outside? Let's talk about how to have a relationship with Jesus that lasts and lasts and lasts. Jesus died for you. He loves you. He cares about you. He's got some plans for you, but it can never be accomplished in your life until you say yes to him. Just can't happen.
He's not going to twist your arm. He's not going to bop you over the head. You've got to make a decision. As the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart, you be obedient. You have been listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope that you've been blessed by this teaching from Cold Lake Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect.